What is the state of your union? Another easy day. This is B-Notes. Hey, hey, and this is Ruby J all day. Let's talk marriage. Hey, couples. Hey. Hopefully everyone is well. It's been a minute and we're excited to share this time with you. Um, As usual, grab your partner's hand and we're going to pray. Lord, thank you so much for life. Thank you for being the father that you are to us. Lord, thank you that you are in this covenant with us and our spouse. Yes. And that we ask that you continue to remind us that this is not contractual, but it is a covenant that is sealed by blood and that we are committed to you. And it's not about feelings. It's not about love. It's not about those things. It's about giving you glory. And as we do that, the happiness and the joy and the intimacy and the love and the feelings of passion will be a part of that. So the first thing is to glorify you and everything else will follow suit. So God, today, as we talk about marriages and some of the challenges Help us to keep that in mind, that we always come back to you and your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, today's scripture um, comes from Ephesians chapter 5. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. He himself being the Savior of the body. Ruby J and I um, have been discussing a topic for um, a couple of days now, trying to just talk through all the ins and outs of this submission thing. If you haven't had a chance to uh, listen to our previous podcast on submission, please do so. Uh, But we want to touch on an angle today that uh, we didn't cover previously. And to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard anyone right off the top of my head that I can think of talk to an audience about it from this angle. And and so, Ruby J, just talk to the people about, you know, what has been on our heart. Yeah, babe. Um, I think where this all kind of started was just conversations that, you know, I've had with a few wives over the past, I'd say six to eight months. Well, more than a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and specifically it's the, the topic of submission and what that word sort of, uh, feels like to a wife and you know sometimes well not sometimes i think that it can have if we allow it negative connotations it 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 almost makes it can make wives feel um inadequate or or maybe inferior inferior that's that's the word so especially if the wife is the person who brings home the lion's share of the pay. So, you know, maybe both 
of you work, but the wife is the one that really makes more, significantly more. And then, you know, maybe on her job, she is, you know, an executive leader um, there. And so the difficulty in leading in the corporate world and then coming home and having to follow, um, it, it, it can be a challenge. And no one really prepares wives for that. Like you hear, you know, the verses in the word of God, but you know, things that they can actually do, actionable things. What does it mean? What does it look like? What steps should I take as a wife to align with the word of God, to be submissive in a situation, again, where I'm bringing home the lion's share of the income, even though that doesn't define a leader. You know, money does not define just because you you bring home more, doesn't define a leader, but it does present some challenges because when that leader is responsible for how that money is spent, how things in the vision um, of the family goes, there's a flesh thing that could pop up and be like, well, wait a minute, especially if that leader, your husband doesn't align with where you think the family should go, then human nature can be, if you're not careful to say, well, wait a minute, Though I bring home 75% of this and I don't get, you know, to. And, and you get the final say. And you get the final say. Now, I, I think th- the reason why um, we feel like this is an important topic is statistically uh, what we've noticed in uh, some of the statistics uh, that we've been reading is that couples are, first and foremost, are getting married at an older age. And so when when you've had time to create a career path, you know, and now you've been in that career for 10, 20 years, you know, just depending on how long, you know, it takes for the Lord to send your Boaz, you know, um, you, you've developed already a career and you've already created an income you may already have a home that you've purchased. And and what we've noticed is we don't really hear a lot of talk um, in churches about how to actually handle those types of conversations and those types of differences. Those scenarios, yeah. yeah. And you know, and even to, to that point, you know, that there there's an opportunity to teach wives about what it means, not what you hear when people say the word submissiveness or being submissive or submission, but what does it mean and what does it look like? And then from the other angle, to be a leader in the home from a man's perspective, what does it look like? How does he lead? How does he pray if he doesn't know how to do that? Who who gives him that direction? And I'm I'm not sure that there's a structured um, program, program or, or process yeah. or avenue right for, for men to, to do that. So um, what we want to talk about today is just the 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 idea and the understanding is a better word of 
making sure that you address the feelings that may come if you're in that situation. If you're a wife and you're making more than your husband um, and having those feelings of resentment that may bubble up, you know, making sure that you expose them and understand where they're coming from. Number one, they're, they're not, that's not of God. Um, so if you begin to resent your husband because he is not bringing in the income that you're bringing in, the first thing that needs to take place is you need to understand and go to God with that and say, okay, I know this is not coming from you because this is the way that you've set marriage up. And so the Lord has built marriage as that hierarchical kind of structure and he doesn't make mistakes. So go to him, expose that, and then ask God, you know, the best way to approach your husband about that. I think that's going to be important. Or if you should even approach him. Or even if you should approach him. That's true. But here's the thing. I think there's an opportunity in marriages to give each other grace. As the Lord gives us grace um, and mercy, we should do the same with one another. And what I mean by that is you've never before being in this marriage been charged with managing the life and the vision of three other people. This is new to you. This is uncharted territory. For me, I've never been in a situation where I haven't had the final say. Like all my life, I've been like, you know, this is the way that things will work. And I'm not saying I'm, of of course, under the umbrella of God, right? So I speak to him. He guides my path. And if I feel like he's, you know, telling me to go right, the Holy Spirit is guiding my path. Here, doesn't matter what I may within feel marriage, yeah. in marriage. It's you. So those two things are different for both of us. And we have to stop and say, well, what does, what does it feel like for you as a husband? Like, I have to stop as a wife and say, you know what? I bet that's difficult because no matter what direction we take, if it's wrong, God's going to come looking for you. Like he looked for Adam. Adam, I told you, doesn't matter what Eve did. I told you, I gave you clear instructions. And so same with the husband. What does it, what must it feel like? From wife's perspective. Yeah. And I think that it's important in these kinds of conversations, if you were to have them with wives, if you were to have these kinds of conversations with your husbands, to make sure that you're not emasculating them, you know, making them feel less than. Um, There are some husbands, there's a new movement out that, you know, that we've read about where husbands are actually staying at home and you know, taking care of the children. Right. And, and that, that's okay. I mean, because the word of God says that, you know, that's what husbands do. They are to rear children. So, you know, I, I think every marriage is different. And, you know, I, I certainly know a couple who they did that when their kids were young. She went out, he stayed at home. It worked for them. I think um, one of the children had, uh, they were medically fragile. So there were things, you know, so the one size doesn't fit all, but at the end of the day, I think it's really important for us to show each other grace and understand that those feelings of maybe inadequacy or resentment 
Um, and just like you said, when we approach one another, we have to make sure that we're following the word of God, which says women are to respect our wives, our husbands. Oh my gosh. Let me say that again. Women are to respect our husbands and men as husbands are to love their wives. Um, and so we have to take it when you say, you know, being careful about what we say and how we say it. That goes into just making sure that we speak to each other in love and respect. Yeah. I think that it's important that also that we um, sometimes we don't say things. You know, I think that it's important that you pray about things. Sometimes it's just you have to understand that it's it's hard for the man too. you know, just like you said, He's been single his whole life. You've been single your whole life. You've both been able to just follow the Lord and the way that the Lord has led you. And if you've been married before, and this is another marriage, it's different. Even if you've been married before, this is a new individual with new experiences, different from yours. It's a different dynamic. Yeah. yeah. And so... You know, you just have to always be careful in making sure that um, you are following the unction of the Holy Spirit, making sure that you are surrounding yourself with um, other wives or husbands. You surround yourself with other husbands who can pour into you, help guide you through this process. I don't think I'm not 100 percent sure that this is a conversation, a one time conversation. You know, and then I want to also add that homemaking, whether it is the wife who stays at home and rears the children or the husband who stays at home and rears the children, it is an important job that cannot, that that cannot, you you can't determine a salary to Mm -hmm. being there to help rear children. What kind of salary? That's a that's a priceless. You, you, there's a no price tag you can put on that value and that relationship that you bond with your children. That's true. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be really important to if if any feeling is coming up, I'm bubbling up in the wife or the husband. It's going to be important to address it because. You know, in my experience, when I'm talking to wives and they're like, man, you know, my husband was out of work and, you know, he's been out of work for four months and, you know, I'm the sole breadwinner and I don't like the way this feels. And I feel like, you know, he's not doing what I want him to do and what he should be doing. And, you know, I don't know what to do with that. Well, you know, to your point. Don't take it to him necessarily. Um, I think it's going to be really important to pray about those feelings, but not to kind of put them or pack them away either, because there's no such thing as packing them away. They're always going to come up if you don't address them. And I think going to getting wise counsel, like you said, talking to someone uh, making sure that you pray about what what is the right way to approach this? Because if you're feeling that, um, he's probably feeling even worse. You know, if he's trying to get a job and it's not happening, then also I think it it 
it's important to talk about the vision of your family. If you haven't done that yet, that's that's important because if you bring it home the lion's share of the income right now, then maybe the discussion is more, where do we want to be in the next four to five years? What's our plan as a family? Begin those discussions, put them down on paper, pray about them, make sure that you guys are aligned and that you know the Lord is telling you this is what you need to be doing and the steps that you need to be taking to get there. Because if you have that discussion about your vision, then maybe in that discussion, your husband will say, you know, look, I see in these numbers that, you know, you're bringing home this, I'm bringing home that. I don't want us to keep working in the corporate world. I want us to do this instead. And I think if we take these steps, we'll be doing this together, or maybe we're going to open our own business, or maybe his goal is to not have you work in five years, if that's something you want to consider. But having those discussions about the vision of the family, I think will lead you down a path of understanding what it is you both, making sure that you both are aligned or at least understand where God is taking you. Now, I think that it's also important to have a a, a fair discussion as well about husbands. So husbands, you have to be approachable. As a leader, you have to be approachable. You know, um, just imagine how it is if you had a boss who was unapproachable, how you would feel. And so it goes to, it's a two-way street where both people, the husband and the wife, have to give way to self for the betterment of the marriage, for what is best for us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about us. And more importantly, it's about God because it's about him getting the glory. And so just like wives, you make a very important point. Um, We wouldn't go to our boss and say, you know what? I'm contributing more than you're contributing in this relationship. You're giving me too many tasks. You're giving me way too many things to do. I feel like I'm doing way more than you're doing and you're making the decision. I don't like that. You wouldn't do that because you feel like there's so much more at stake. And that's the problem. Sometimes we feel like there's so much more at stake on our jobs. Then really, if we think about it, there's blood there's generational things that are at stake. That's that's life or death within our marriage. That's more of, of a, a priority than work, right? I mean, if you, if you really think about it, so it's going to be really important. Just like you wouldn't just do that, you want to be careful about how you or if you approach your husband. So one, you're right. Husbands need to be approachable. But if we ever find ourselves saying something to our husband that we know we would never say to our direct director or manager on the job, you're you're not in line. You're out of line if you're showing that person more respect. Yeah, I think that um, bridling the tongue, you know, the Bible talks uh, a lot about bridling the tongue. And so if you're having trouble, if if the cat's already out of the bag, you've already you know, blurted these kinds of things out. If there's already some resentment that has set in, there's already tough discussions that have happened. Then the the next question is, um, where do we go 
from here. Let's talk about practical steps to implement to be able to turn the ship or get the ship going in the right direction. So first and foremost, prayer. Both people praying individually, both people praying together. So husband and wife praying together is first and foremost. Second, reading the word together. There's something about reading the word together and praying with your spouse. It is hard to cuss and fuss at each other when you are spiritually connected. That's true. That's very true. And I, you know, I think something else we want to say, uh, perhaps kind of in between those two steps is, you know, when you pray, you need to ask for forgiveness. If there are things that you said that you know bruised your spouse, because, you know, we're the ones over anyone else on this planet that can hurt our spouse more than anyone else. And so if you said something that you knew that, you know, bruise them. You need to ask for forgiveness, but also you need to ask the Lord, how do you approach this, your, your, your spouse to ask them for forgiveness? Cause that's important that, that, that bridge has to be, um, that gap needs to be filled and bridged, right? Then once that occurs, you're able to come together again and pray together and read the word together. But I think that, that step has to take place. So you've got prayer, you got asking for forgiveness, you got reading the word together. Now we're going to talk about writing down a family vision. The reason why this is an important step is because it allows both people to understand clearly where we are going. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. So hang in there. We'll be right back. We want to take some time just to thank those who've donated to this podcast thus far. Your generous gift really does matter. Together, as a State of Your Union, So You supporter, we can continue to offer trusted biblical principles today, tomorrow, and in the future. So thank you so much. And if you are listening and you want to know how to donate, there's a link in this podcast that will allow you to do just that. Also, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with others. We want to make sure that we get the word out there and we expand and extend our reach. Lastly, but not least, all the prayers that come in about this podcast, about marriages, we love that. As we continue to pray for you, please pray for us and just know that we love you. Continue to pray and fight the good fight. Stay blessed. All right, we are back. Thanks for coming back with us, couples. Before we went to break, we were talking about how to submit to submission from both a wife's and a husband's perspective. And one of the things that we talked about before going into break is just, you know, specifically the scenario of when a wife may make more money, bring in more money, than the husband. And I know what we were saying, Venus, is in that situation, um, the challenge when that's the scenario, but the husband has the final say, of course, as he submits to God. So it's not his say, so to speak. It's his responsibility to align with what God 
tells him to do, which is submission. Right. Great recap, Ruby J. And we did cover a couple of steps. You know, one is making sure that you are praying individually and then praying together as a couple. Um, you know, asking for forgiveness for those couples who have already, you know, come across this in their marriage and, and have had some sort of discussions and um, gotten a lot out of hand with heated discussions, so on and so forth. You know, asking for forgiveness to each other, um, from each other, and 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 from God, and from God, and and you know, then you're going to be praying together. You're going to be reading scripture together. You know, the, the whole point of this is it is important that as a marriage unit, you understand a couple of things. One is there is no manual for being a husband that um, is as clear as the Bible. There is no manual for being a wife as clear as the Bible. And there is no manual as clear for marriage as the Bible. And as accurate, not just as clear, but as accurate. Right. And as accurate. And so it's important that that be everyone in the marriage starting point in order to really um, make headway and headwind against any kind of test or adversity or trial, you have to start with a fundamental foundation of truth. And since the Bible is the only independent fundamental foundation of truth, then that's where all marriages should start. Yeah, that's the measuring stick right there. And so you know, we understand that wives need to be submitting to their husbands. That's clear. It says it in the word. But the word also says that husbands are to be submitting themselves to the Lord. And that's a really good point. And I'm about to call out your crew. Oh, you no, know, don't do it. Don't call us out. I'm going to call them out just for a minute. Um, and, you know, I'm not one to badger any group. So we're going to say it with love, but we're going to tell you the love, truth. I'm going to say it. I know, based upon my experience with wives, that husbands, a common theme that I get from wives is that their husbands are quick to throw out, you know, woman, you're supposed to be submitting to me, the word of God. Like that might be the only part of the Bible that her husband will say in the heat of the moment. And it's important to come back to the understanding of the overall Bible and the end to, to end of it, right? And the eternal perspective, we all need Jesus. And if it was that easy to submit, we wouldn't have needed him to begin with. If we could have aligned with and lived a sinless life and submitted to God's way on our own, we wouldn't need Jesus. So the fact that we all need Jesus tells us that we all struggle and have challenges with submission. Um, so it's it's really important when, you know, the, the word of God says, hey, he who pa uh, casts, he without sin casts the first stone. Well, same thing, right? If, if you as a husband are saying, you know, you're not, you know, submitting to me. Um, well, are you submitting husband to God? A hundred percent. You're not. No one is. 
So we're, we're going to have stumbles along the way. And that's why grace is so important. And that there's one thing to say, hey, you're not submitting to me, wife. It's a completely different thing if you're talking about respect. And sometimes those things will get, you know, kind of crossed. Yeah. And it's not the same thing. So I'm completely, I've, I've, you know, had conversations with the wife where I'll say, well, you know what? What your, your message aligns with God, but the way that you said it doesn't. So if I'm talking to my husband about something that aligns with the word of God, but the way that I'm talking to him is disrespectful, then I'm wrong. It doesn't matter what the message is. It's, it, it, those things have to align the message and the way that I deliver it. Now I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> well, well, now that we're back from the break and off the soapbox, yep. let's talk about this thing of vision. And husbands, this is important um, as we are called to lead and follow Christ, because that means you have to be able to see where Christ is going. If you're following someone, um, you know, you have to like, for instance, if you're driving down the road and you're telling someone um, you have to turn when they turn, you have to switch lanes when they switch lanes and you exit when they exit. The important thing to remember about vision is just that we are supposed to be following Christ. That means we need our vision must be big enough so that there is room for our spouse's gift. Husbands, if you have a vision that the Lord has given you, that the you feel like the Lord has given you, one, it needs to be, that vision needs to be transferred to your wife. You need to inform her about it. Two, more importantly, you need to make sure that the vision is large enough to utilize your wife's gifts. I hear so many times, um, you know, men of God talking about they want the Proverbs 31 and 10 through verse 31 wife. That if you don't wife, know that, go back and read it. Yeah, if you if you don't know Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31, please take time to read it. That wife um, did a lot of things. And that is the you know, that's the standard that a lot of husbands hold their wives to uh, as it relates to the Bible. But one of the things that's in there is that the wife did make money. She found ways to earn income. And so husband, it's important for us to be supportive of our wife's career or her endeavor, whether it's starting a business. Now, obviously there needs to be some wisdom behind it. You need to take into consideration scheduling, uh, family obligations, so on and so and forth. Praying and fasting about it, all of that, um, too, together, together. But, but if your vision, if you here, here, let me just say it like this, the easiest way. If you can accomplish your vision by yourself, then that is not the right vision. It's not broad enough. It's not broad enough. The reason God sent you a help me is because your vision is too large 
for you to handle all by yourself, which is why you need help. Yep. Now, there should be a couple of things inside the vision. There should be short-term goals and long-term goals. And we won't get into all of this as we've covered some of these things in previous podcasts, but just kind of want to hit on those uh, as you try and tackle uh, what could potentially become discord and resentment in the marriage. And we want to make sure that our marriages are healthy, yes. that they are strong and that they, they are uh, conforming to the body and, and, and reflecting the image of Christ. That is the reason why you God helped you, husband, find your mate is to help prepare you and propel you to look more like Christ. Likewise, wives, your husband should be helping to prepare you and propel you to look more like Christ. And as a unit, you guys should be and we should be because we're married to and we are working through this as well. We should all be as a married couple looking more and more like Christ every day. And that's the goal. That's the goal. Well said. And, you know, it's not easy. And that's that's the thing that, you know, I tell myself, I remind myself and I remind wives, look, no one said that this was going to be easy. Um, and anything worth having is worth working for. Um, so I, here, here's one of the things that I just want to say. If I, if I don't say anything else, I want to reiterate this. From a wife's perspective, if you are feeling, and this applies to husbands too, but I'll let you talk to that. Wives, if you feel any sort of resentment for your spouse, whether it's about income um, differences or whatever, fill in the blank. If you feel it, you must address it. Because far too many times I've seen resentment grow into anger, into dislike, into a, a place where they, wives don't even want to look at their husbands. They get, they have no respect. They, they're not feeling the love because they've allowed the resentment to grow. So as soon as that thing comes on you, you have to identify it, recognize it for what it is, that it is the enemy trying to bring about discord. Exactly. And also, you know, on that note, want to just touch on the importance of making sure you as a married couple are aware of what it is you're watching. Some of the TV shows and so on and so forth. They, they create an unrealistic reality and where, sometimes unhealthy and unhealthy where you know wives women are expected to wait on this knight in shining armor to come and rescue her and that's an unfair and unrealistic expectation but likewise husbands just like you know there is no room for resentment in the wife there's no room for resentment or um you know discord on the husband's end as well and I want to encourage you, husbands, if your wife makes more than you, I want to encourage you to grow up 
and encourage us all to grow up and, and be mentally tough and ask ourselves to tough questions. For instance, does she make more than me because she got a head start? Is there something I can do uh, in my career to further advance my career? Do I need to go back and get retooling? Uh, is there, am I, am I, am I making the most of what it is and who it is God wants me to be? And I think if you answer that question, both as an individual and as a marriage, I, I, I think that, you know, according to the word, things will line up and you'll be more reflective of Christ and more effective as a body and as a marriage. Last, last closing comments, Ruby J. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I, I, it's, this is, this is a challenge. It, it's, um, it, it can be. And, you know, like anything, we've already said it when, you know, our last episode, our last podcast was about, you know, going down the marriage healthy continuum and doing specific things, actionable things to ensure that your marriage remains as healthy as possible. And again, it's the, the, the more you do it, it's almost like reps in the gym where you begin to have muscle memory and you begin to remember Satan's, um, you know, attacks, you know, it's him, you recognize him early on. So you don't take it out on each other, but you come together as the partners in Christ that you are and fight that common enemy to save not only your marriage, because it's bigger than you, but your children and your children's children, generational, breaking those curses. It's on us now. It's on our shoulders to fight the good fight and remember who our enemy is. You know, let's close in a word of prayer as we pray for ourselves and pray for married couples everywhere who may be dealing with this um, and or seriously dating couples. This this is something that needs prayer. It needs attention. Please do not ignore this issue. Um, and if you need help, we've always said reach out. Yes. Roger that GRP at gmail.com. You feel free to email us. And you can send us a message in the podcast. Um, Which is to, probably easier. Yeah. 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 So if you need help, don't try to fight this on your own. We are here. And if we can't help you, we will direct you to someone who can. Heavenly Father, we pray for ourselves and also those who are listening through the waves of this podcast. Father, you know the marriage situation. God, we pray that you would give the husband ingenuity and inventive ideas to help grow his income even more. We pray that you would help him to grow into the husband that you are calling him to be, the leader the respectable leader that you are asking him to be. God, we are praying that you would help their marriage reflect the image and the body of Christ even the more. We pray for the kids who are in the situation if they're children. We pray for the wives who may not know what to do or how to approach their husband. We pray for those who have already uh, had blow-ups, with this situation, Father, we pray that you would infuse a spirit of grace into each marriage. Mm -hmm. 
a spirit of understanding into each marriage, knowing that neither one of us has the solution, but you and you alone. Yes, God. We yield to your spirit. We yield to your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding. Yes, God. We pray, God, that you would surround each marriage with accountability partners and counselors that they can turn to, not for sympathy, but for action, who will help pour into them the words of truth found in the Bible. Yes, Lord. We love you, we praise you, and we bless your holy name. It's in Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, we love you, and we're praying for you. Until next time, be blessed.